This podcast is brought to you by Northern Trust Wealth Management. What is the why that drives today's most successful business leaders? Tune in each month to the Road to Why podcast by the Northern Trust Institute, where host Eric Shapea dives deeper with entrepreneurs on their life's work, legacy, and the greater meaning of it all. Find the Road to Why where you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on Money Beats, look at the week ahead. The focus may be on Congress, but there is a packed economic calendar. A dozen Fed speakers, including Janet Yellen, reports on inflation and consumer spending will give us a much better picture into what is going on with the U.S. economy. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at your week ahead. Uh, Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser here in New York. Eric Marath in D.C. Eric, how are you? Doing very well, guys. How are you? And, and Eric, the thing you couldn't see that I think Grosser you just saw is the back of this chair went back much further than I expected. I missed it, too. And you, you didn't see me just fly backwards yeah. right before we came on the air? I, I'm telling you, I almost did a header. It was I, I, I've been focused on backer. My, I don't know. I've been focused on my pile of meat. Uh, I, yeah, I was going to mention that you <laughs> gigantic. Uh, folks, you can't see that. I should take a picture of this and put it on Twitter or something. Uh, the video crew got some, looks like some ribs and some barbecue. And some barbecue. And Grocer went in and just, you know, gluttonously took a gigantic. That's like a. That's a, a lot. I thought a, you. That's a, that's a pile of meat. I, I thought you were bringing that down to Bloggers Cove. That's so much. Meat. I, I got to tell you, I you am. are. You're not but just for that. me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That is a lot of meat. Uh, speaking of meat. Speaking of things on the bone that we're going to dig into. Uh, Eric Morath, how are you, man? Good. I'm doing doing well. Looking yeah. forward to. Uh, I wish I had some of that barbecue though. That's that that's that sounds like it's, it tastes pretty good. And you guys are are, are ra- audio superstars, falling chairs, eating ribs, still talking <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, we really are. I like it because you know why? Because we care about economic data and the calendar, and that's what we want to talk oh, about. Thank you, guys. Yes. So uh, look, this this upcoming week, I know it, the big story is going to be the fallout in Washington of all the big policy debates, but. Uh, what is on the calendar? What's the headliner on the calendar? Uh, well, uh, yeah, you know, there's a few headliners, but I think Janet Yellen yeah. always is our economic headliner. Sure. And, and she's leading a dozen debate. There's a dozen uh, speeches next week, a wow. dozen Fed speeches. So uh, we'll have people traveling around the country checking her down. But luckily, uh, Ms. Yellen will be just on the street for me here in Washington. And she's going to be talking about workforce development. So it's a li- it'll be interesting. So that's, you know, not going to be directly on monetary policy, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like directly against the president. Uh, the president of the United States' budget a couple weeks ago pu- said, hey, we need to pull back on spending everywhere. But one of the areas specifically targeted was workforce development programs. Hmm. And that's, uh, you know, she's dropped some hints and visited some centers and things like that saying, hey, this stuff's really important. We need to get make sure workers have the right skills. And I think she's going to try to hammer that home uh, next week. So interesting to see if she plays a little politics and, and yeah, takes on that, a budgetary item. Should, should we read anything into that? I mean... How long, I mean, how, in, how far in advance do these things get scheduled? Do we have any ideas? I mean, and also, I, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, they generally, you know, don't tell us about these schedules until sure. a week or so ahead of time. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a, oh, I saw the budget and now I got to go talk about right, this. But right. I mean, she, she's she's it's definitely something uh, as you follow her speeches and her press conferences that that she likes to to bring up and talk about. And you know, so she certainly was looking for an opportunity to highlight it, and and she might do that. 
that with this speech. How much is this also sort of related to the issue of productivity? Um, you know, if you when you look about talking about growing GDP, productivity has been you know something the Fed has pointed to consistently. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I mean, we've had steady uh, you know labor force uh, growth, or we're adding excuse me, not labor force, but employment growth. We've had strong hiring, and we still have the same lackluster two percent expansion. Well, why is that? Because workers aren't getting more productive, and one reason is that workers are not. In that they don't have the skills to uh, and the technology at their fingertips to to really gro- push growth, and they're kind of in these service sector low wage jobs where you you just bring in more people to increase output, not uh, bring in smarter people or more skilled people. So, uh, trying to convert some uh, Americans from you know low wage service sector to high wage, more productive jobs is kind of the going to be, well, a lot of economists think is the secret sauce to get you from 2% to 3% growth. And, and it also speaks to, like, you know, one of these things that we've heard over and over again through this recovery is that there are lots of jobs out there, but, you know, there there's a skill mismatch uh, for many, especially, you know, in the manufacturing sector as it comes more, um, you know, sort of uses computers more and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have this weird thing where we're still near record high levels of job openings and, you know, at the same time, you know, are fairly low unemployment. And, you know, you think like, well, you know, there, what's the missing thing there? Well, it's, you know, people can find jobs, but maybe not find really well-paying jobs. Mm. So uh, related to Janet Yellen and the Fed and all those speakers, Let's talk about the the important reading on inflation we're going to get this week. Yeah, so we get the uh, the personal income and spending report, and what's always interesting in that is you get the PCE price index, um, which the Fed has anointed as their preferred inflation measure. And the way the numbers are falling, we're going to either reach or get very close to the two percent target the Fed has set, and we haven't been there in, in five years. Wow. Uh, so we're we're definitely you know, finally seeing firmer inflation. A lot of that is energy and gas prices. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, we are seeing, you know, stronger price increases, you know, not not necessarily a, a bad sign for the economy, uh, as long as it doesn't get out of hand and uh, maybe gives the Fed some uh, wiggle room. Right. And that's that was that was the, a question, you know, right before we actually came on the air that we were asking is, what does this sort of mean to the yeah. Fed? And I mean, hitting 2% doesn't give them sort of carte blanche to sort of step on the pedal and start, <laughs> you know, increasing rates. But it does, you know, sort of signal to them, right, that, the, you know, that it's that their, their pace of rate increases um, seems um, to be fine. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're in the good zone now, yeah. right? If you get, if you're gonna, they've sort of set that like we don't need to see these two hundred thousand a month uh, employment gains. But if we're getting, you know, somewhere in the hundred to hundred fifty thousand in in jobs and, and inflation's cruising at two percent, it's like, hey, we're we're doing things really well. And and what that means now is gradual rate increases. So, uh, yeah, if, if inflation was still stubbornly below two uh, percent, or if, if it doesn't materialize, I mean, that's going to be an argument argument for some on the board that say, hey, you know, let's take this a little bit slower. Um, if, if you get to that 2% and it starts edging above that as we get into the spring, um, you know, I think that really helps justify at least a couple more rate increases this year. Yeah. And I mean, you had, and not to, to you know, 
give us a free plug, but hey, it's our podcast. It's not a us, you know, this journal's podcast. I'll give the journal a free plug. Uh, our colleague Harriet Torrey interviewed John Williams, the head of the San Francisco Fed, who suggested, and again, it's, you know, it's, it's still March, but, uh, he, you know, he said three, maybe four rate hikes this year. I mean, again, it all, you know, we, we know the Fed is famously data dependent, but if the data starts telling them to hike even more than that three times that they had said, you know, at the outset, maybe you get more than that. And, I, and I'll say two things on that. I mean, that that's interesting because I think after the rate increase, the March rate increase or this month's rate increase, the markets largely took that as a dovish rate increase, if there is such a thing. <laughs> yes, um, right, right, right. Where you know, basically, a the Fed hike is how they were calling it. Yeah. The Fed, you know, raised, but also then confirmed its plans for the rest of the year. Right. Um, and and I think you know the other thing too to watch then what happens come June because I mean the market I think is expecting a June rate hike, but if they really if the Fed plans to move to four this year. Uh, they need to probably raise rates in June then. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, let's take a break there. Uh, we'll come back on the other side. More to discuss about the coming week ahead. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. News on the go. Whenever you want it, wherever you want it. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome back to Money Beats. Look at your week ahead. Paul Vina, Stephen Grosser here in New York, Eric Marath in D.C. And if you like this podcast, if you like what we have to offer, you want to hear more from us, you can check us out. We're at wsj.com slash podcasts. We offer you, uh, we got a lot. We got a lot there for you. You got your money matters, the free for all, heard on the street, what's news, the tech news briefing, WSJ opinion, an entire lineup. Of podcasts. I'm sure you can find something there that interests you. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at WSJ Podcasts. You can subscribe. We are on iHeartRadio, Amazon Echo, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play Music app. And, and I know that commercial break sounded like, you know, felt like it only took 30 seconds, but we took about a 45-minute break so Grocer could eat all that meat that he had on his plate. So... I wish. <laughs> yeah. I wish that was the case. Actually, it was an even shorter break. <laughs> but, uh... I can't. I'm. I'm almost afraid to see what happens with that plate the of smell food. Smell is. Uh, yeah. it's beautiful. Killing you got, me, guys. You get, I know, Eric. You really wish you were here. You. You got to share that, right? You're going to share that. I, I, that can't all be for you. That's there's a whole tray full of barbecue, like you know, <laughs> 20 feet much. away from this studio. <laughs> this is for me. Wow. All right. Okay. You want to be that way. You, want to, you don't want to share? Okay. <laughs> I have no problems not sharing. Yeah. Uh, hey, Eric, so we talked about the Fed, talked about Janet Yellen, inflation numbers. What else is on the What else is on the docket? Well, we're going to hear more from uh, consumers uh, next week. So you got, you got your, both your 
you got your sentiment readings coming out, uh, you get the, the conference board and the Michigan surveys. You know, those are kind of moving sideways, but at a very high level, uh, suggesting consumers uh, may remain pretty confident um, about the economy and the mm-hmm. direction things are moving in. And then we'll get uh, in that same report where we get the inflation, we'll get uh, some new consumer spending data. And this is a surprise, surprise, consumers are uh, talking a big game and, right. and not delivering. Um, right. And so, you know, we're looking for the about the same sort of um, you know slow growth in consumer spending that we've we've seen for the past several years. But keep in mind, you know, part of that, uh, you know, in nominal terms, you know, that's just reflecting people are paying. If they're paying two percent more for everything, well, that should get you two percent growth in consumer spending. So, right. um, you know, nothing really impressive on the consumer spending numbers in contrast to. Uh, really strong sentiment. And we actually, you know, we're kind of seeing this as a repeated theme. Uh, we saw like the capital investment numbers in the durables last yeah. week, not really that great. Right. Yet, you know, CEO surveys saying, you know, this is the best economy we, we've had in over a decade, right? So, right. yeah, we, we've had, I mean, it is now becoming a pronounced difference between the, you know, the so called soft data, the surveys, and the hard data. Absolutely. The yeah. only hard data that's showing, you know, progress has been the first two months of jobs reports, but right. let's see what March and April bring when, you know, the construction seasonality gets worked out. Right. Well, and even within that, I mean, you look at the, the wage data and you can start to see where wage growth is already being swamped by inflation growth, which we were yep. just talking about. So, you know, look, you have to have higher wages. You have to have business spending. There are just certain ingredients that you need if you're going to have an economy growing very strongly. And we're just we're not seeing them. We're not seeing enough of them, I should say. It's not that there's none of it. it it's it, the question is, is there enough of it? Yeah, we're seeing a, a lot of the signs that point to an economy growing at two, maybe on the high end, two and a half percent this year. Yeah. Not not the breakout that the sentiment figures are, are predicting. Right, right, right. Uh, is what else is on the calendar? Is there anything else we should know about? Uh, I mean, there's some a little bit interesting data uh, from around the world. They're getting kind of a, a data global data dump on Friday. Um, mm. So we're going to see European inflation figures. Um, that's actually expected to step back a little bit after mm-hmm. a really strong January. So I guess kind of keep an eye on, on global inflation. And we'll see um, you know some numbers on, on uh, China and Japan, like a, a variety of different data they're, they're putting out. But the expectation is that we'll see a little bit of strengthening there. I mean, I feel like uh, the data so far this year is pointed to, you know, uh, Asia getting back on its feet uh, and, and, and doing pretty well, at least, sure. you know, compared to a, couple, a year, year and a half ago. Right. No, I think that's good. I mean, one one of the things I will bring up, and this isn't next week, but this is I love bringing up at this point is just because we normally talk about earnings, is that earnings for the first quarter next week is the last you know, week of the quarter. Yes, yes earnings right. are projected to be still be above nine percent, which is a very is this would be the strongest if it comes to fruition. Yeah. Would be the strongest number since 2011, the fourth quarter of 2011. It's likely you know um, to come in stronger than that. That all bodes well. Um, the biggest driver of this is energy. Now we can't actually calculate the energy growth rate because. They reported a loss in the first quarter of last year, so um, right. so the what will be interesting though is without energy, it's about a five percent growth rate, including energy. It is wow. um, you wow. know it's it's four percentage points higher. So, but and, and that's you know what's sort of interesting though is 
this, you know, the average price of oil has been, you know, like we hit lows in February of the first quarter. Um, you know, the, this first quarter has been roughly around fifty dollars. It's dipped below fifty. There's some, been some concerns about, you know, the level of production ramping up in the U.S. and what right. that means to OPEC's pullback. So, you know, is oil? Are we out of the woods with oil? And that'll be, I think, that's a longer, longer term, term story, story yeah. but. Um, as we move forward in where the stock market goes, you know, earnings are a part of the the mix. All right. All right. Eric, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Uh, Stephen Grosser, thank you for your time. I can come finally eat my meat. You can eat your, yes, you can eat your disgusting plate of... It's not disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's not disgusting. It looks disgusting. great. <laughs> it's disgusting is how much of it there is. All right. Uh, everyone, thank you for indulging us. We appreciate your time, as always, and we'll catch up with you soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.